is a Capricorn FM podcast. 19 after 12, Capricorn FM, Limbobo's hottest frequency. Uh, we're going to be doing Around the World because it's a Wednesday today. I get to fly you around the world. We pick a spot, we pick a country uh, out there, overseas, over the borders, and uh, we get to learn some things about it and to talk to someone who's actually there. And they get to tell us all about it. Now, uh, on Around the World with Tower Subasha this afternoon, we explore China. One country that the rest of the world relies on for many things. So uh, that's what we're going to be doing. Uh, my producer, Diddy Rose, has been to China. And uh, she's told me very great things and not so great things. <laughs> and I'm going to ask her to come and tell us a few things if she does have time. All right. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's go to China. It's 27 before 1. Capricorn FM, Limbobo's Artist Frequency. The Urban Lunch is on with myself, Tabo Sebasha. The Urban Lunch Experience. And today on Around the World with Tabo Sebasha, we're focusing on China. Yeah. I'm going to call my producer later on to tell me about her experience of China. Right? But uh, just some random facts. You know President Xi Jinping. You've probably seen him on the news. And uh, their flag is red with uh, five yellow stars. By the way, the red apparently represents uh, prosperity. Yeah, that's why there's always red in everything China. And uh, yeah, the capital is Beijing. They speak Mandarin. They are forcing Mandarin on us. (laughs) And we don't want. Renminbi. That is the currency. Renminbi. (laughs) <laughs> and they are the world's most populous country with a population of 1.4 billion people. In Sepedi, there's a saying, there's a proverb, because they're such a small people. Yeah, there's plenty of them. They had to, you know, to have a lot of Chinese people. I remember there was a time where there was a quota. Does it still exist where you could only have one child or was it two? Anyways... Uh, they are the fourth largest country in the world. It's surprising having the most population, but the fourth largest country in, in terms of size. And uh, they invented, listen to this, they invented the toilet paper. Yes, you had it. Toilet paper comes from China. <laughs> yeah, we must, we must pay homage to the Chinese for inventing such a glorious thing, the toilet paper. Anyways, uh, <laughs> we connected with a South African who is currently living in China and her name is Nandi Krihana. And uh, due to the time difference, of course, uh, China is six hours ahead. We couldn't get her to talk live on the show, right? Because she's got stuff to do, you know. <laughs> Women can always got stuff to do at night. Uh, but she shared some uh, experiences of China with us and uh, I want you to take a listen. And then after that... We're going to be playing a trap song made in China. The Chinese can copy everything. Hi, everyone. I'm Nandi Kukhana. I come from South Africa, from both East London and Johannesburg. I was born in East London, but I was in Johannesburg for my last couple of years that I spent in South Africa. I've been living in China for about almost two years now. I live in a city called Nanjing in the eastern part of China. Living in Nanjing has been very, very interesting. I moved here 
right after graduating from university in Pretoria. I didn't really know what I was going to do with myself. I was one of those people that wasn't sure what I wanted to do with my life at that time. So I saw this opportunity. It presented itself to me online. I just thought, you know what? Let me just apply. I'd never been outside of South Africa. I'd never lived on my own. So now when I got here, it was quite different. There's different types of people from all over the world, a lot of South Africans as well. There's a very, very big South African expat community, which makes things very easy. Also, there's a level of relatability because when you live abroad, obviously you are a foreigner here. So things can be very complicated, especially because it's a huge, huge, huge thing. But now with translation apps and everything, things have become easier. So it's easier to get around. And also this is a relatively urban city that I'm living in. So there are a lot of foreigners. So there's a lot of English around. Also the culture shock can be a lot because there are some things where you're just like in shock because you like, you don't do things like this back home. But I think it's one of the sacrifices that you make when you live overseas and to just take everything as it comes because sometimes it's not easy or sometimes you feel overwhelmed, especially in the type of profession that we do because I'm a teacher and we work with kids and kids in general can just be a lot from day to day especially kids that you're not used to you're not familiar with you know there's a language barrier so it can be very overwhelming but I think I've been fortunate enough to have people who want to help and who are willing to help me and it has made my life not so hard it has actually very been interesting in a way it can be rewarding because teaching is a two-way street as much as the kids are taking from you you're also taking from them in a way and they're also teaching you things about yourself that you've never that you wouldn't necessarily know you know that's one thing that i can say it has done for me it has impacted me in a positive way learning chinese is very can be a essential skill because obviously you get to know everything and life flows more easier. Nandikli Khana is still gonna tell us a little more about China where she lives and works as a teacher. Urutamakarateka Nagawa. So uh, yeah, exciting indeed. Hey, hey man, got a message. Hey, now why are you forcing Mandarin on us? What the heck? <laughs> hey dude, it's trapped from China. We're zooming in on China today. People were listening to this, man. Doesn't it sound American? (laughs) It even sounds like English. (laughs) Oh, man. You gotta love the Chinese. But the song is short. Just like... (laughs) Okay, maybe I'm pushing it. Yeah, but anyways, you know, Higher Brother, Storm. That's the song that I was playing that was rapping in Mandarin, featuring a rapper called Harikiri. Harikiri, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Okay, so uh, there's a lady from South Africa, all the way from PE and Josie. Her name is uh, Nandi Klihana, and uh, she lives in China. And she works as a teacher there. 
and uh, she's been telling us stuff about China. Let's listen some more. I would say to anybody who wants to come here that it is important to keep an open mind because nothing is like you know it. You must just forget everything that you know. Forget about South Africa. Forget about South African lifestyle. It is basically like starting over. But it's really amazing if you give yourself a chance to. You have to also be very, very patient, especially with, with the kids that we work with. You have to be patient and you have to be kind and you have to be very, very vigilant of how you behave around them and how you treat them. The nightlife is good. There are some nice clubs, Western clubs and Western restaurants. There are also a lot of African nationals as well from other African countries. So we all link up most of the time. We just, you know, there's good music. Like we still play Ama Piano. We still play Trap. We still play a lot of African sounds and Afro beats, as well as nature. Like it's very, very, very beautiful out here. The scenery is amazing and it's very safe. Like it's a relatively safe country. So there's a lot of access to a lot of things. And there are a lot of things that are efficient. Things like car apps, like taxi, it's very efficient. Delivery is very efficient. Online shopping, public transport is, I mean, the metro is very, very affordable and it's very efficient. It goes on time. There's never any problems. The scenery, there's some very, very nice outdoor places. If you like to go to the mountain, to the park, to the lake, you can go on boat cruises. You can go on and see museums and explore the culture of China and and yeah, see a lot of a lot of nice places. I'm not gonna lie, they are. It gets really, really hot though. That's one thing I can say. Really, really hot, like humidity hot, like 34 degrees hot. But here it's a norm. The weather is very different. Winter is brutal as well. Winter is very brutal. It's cold. It goes into the negative degrees. It snows. It's just very brutal. It's not a nice time to go out. So most people opt to travel. I mean, before the virus, of course, before the pandemic, it was easier to travel to other places like close islands in Asia, Bali, Thailand, Philippines, and so on. It was easier to do that before the pandemic, but now things mm. are different. So we only left with going mainland China. All right. Yeah, apparently to go. I went to Velcom, just in the free state, and I couldn't handle the cold. So I'm probably never going to go to China in the winter. Anyways... Uh, by the way, ping pong is China's national sport. Can you believe it? <laughs> so many of them and only two men's sports. Wow. And also tea was discovered out in China. Anyways, uh, those of you who are planning to go to China one day and uh, maybe you want to plan how to travel, the monies and everything... You want to listen to this? I'd say for anybody who wants to come here, you would need to have like a good 10,000 Rand plus. Not even 10,000 Rand because the flight itself. I'd say you'd need like a good 20,000 Rand plus, 20 to 30,000 and even above because also the currency. So you'd have to spend, it would be like double of the South African Rand. You'd have to have... I'd say about more than 20,000 rand to come here, 
more than just so that you can be comfortable and explore properly. Some nice places are Sanya. Sanya is definitely beautiful. It's a beautiful island. I've been there as well and I've been to Shanghai. Shanghai is very cool. It's a very metropolitan city. It's more of like a New York. It's very, very nice. It's vibrant. It's got a New York style. There's some nice, nice places there. Very Western, very urban, a lot of foreigners. Shanghai is also cool. I would say Hangzhou as well. Hangzhou is very nice. It's got nice scenery. It's a beautiful city. And Chengdu is also nice. There are the pandas. It's known as the city of the pandas. So when people go there, they go and visit the pandas. And Beijing, of course. Beijing. There's the wall near Beijing. You can go and see the Great Wall of China. And also Beijing has a very, very large expat community as well. All of the cities I'm mentioning are the bigger cities in China where they where it's more urban and there are more foreigners. So it's easier for people who are traveling. Oh, in Shanghai, there's also Disneyland. It's very cool. Shanghai mm. Disneyland. You go there and see all of those attractions and also the roller coasters. And it's really nice. It looks very beautiful. Uh, Beijing, very strong Chinese culture. It's like a mix of Chinese culture as well as urban culture, Western culture. So there's a bit of both there. And Shenzhen, which is an upcoming city in China, very modern as well. So those are the main cities that I've mentioned, which would be are very cool to visit. That's it from me. Thank you for listening. Thank you very much, Nandi Klihana. She's our homie, man, representing all the way from China. Yeah, the land of the karate. That was a Capricorn FM podcast. For more podcasts, visit capricornfm.co.za.